When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I want to bring up some of Frederick's numbers, actually. So he has four points in the last four games. And I was just going through like some of his career, like season stats. And he's also been getting more ice time on average than any of the previous seasons. Uh, So he's averaging like about 13, 15 of ice time per game. Um, And he he was a plus four in the Detroit game. Um, He he was really uh, buzzing and he had those two goals. And um, yeah, he's he's looked really good recently and it it seems like we're we're seeing it coincide with a noticeable jump in confidence as well because I was thinking to myself several times during the last two games that he's kind of driving the speed of that line and now he's I mean obviously JBR is the veteran on that line but you can can see Frederick taking ownership of like the pace and the confidence that he brings to that line so you see this like maturity in his attitude and and you also see the numbers going with it. Yeah, and like obviously Geeky got his uh his face caved in there a little bit by Ben Sherratt and you know Frederick scores the goal um and then immediately with Sherratt standing there before he doesn't even celebrate scoring the goal which is the first goal of the game just immediately challenges Ben Sherratt and after the game he was asked about it and I guess Earlier in the game, they were, they were talking, and Sherratt said something like, you know, you're not good enough for my attention or something like that. And so when Frederick scored, he was like, am I good enough now? And then proceeded to score another goal, I think, using Sherratt as a screen, potentially. Um, so, yeah, I just uh, – when Frederick's when Frederick is emotionally – and this goes for a lot of players, but when Frederick is emotionally engaged, he's a – every game he's really effective. In fact, there's a, there's, a, there's a stat out there, and I don't have it in front of me, but I remember seeing it recently – the Bruins have a ridiculously strong record, like almost impeccable in games that Trent Frederick scores a goal. So I think that shows he's, he's an emotional leader for the team when he's out there and he's, and he's on his A game. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I loved challenging Sherratt there. That, like at first I was like, I assume Sherratt yelled something because he collided into Alex Lyon, which was clearly like completely accidental. It's, you know, Lyon's well out of his crease and, Frederick's finishing his chance. Um, line ended up being okay, fortunately. But yeah, I assumed like Sherratt yelled something then and Frederick just responded. But it's like it's even better with the added context of like that had already been bubbling up earlier in the game. Um, and also the fact that he said you're not good enough for my time and then he scores <laughs> twice and like just makes you look stupid. It's like oh, Frederick yeah. won that one. Like you can trash talk, but sometimes it backfires on you. Yeah, it's funny. I was, I was probably like, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago and in the locker room after practice one day and Frederick was, someone asked him about like trash talk and he was like, yeah, there's not really that much of it that goes on out there. And, you know, we, we were like referencing back to, I think it was like his rookie year or second year when he got into it with PK Subban and like that went viral with the mic'd up moments and stuff. And, you know, for Frederick, but Frederick clearly is like someone who will, engage with that and like kind of thrives off it when when the situation arises um but yeah he's he's been playing great Bridget to take 
you know, those recent stats, like to go even a little further, he only had Frederick only had three points in the first 12 games this season. Now he has 15 in the last 23. Like that's, that's a legit middle six, like pushing second line type production. Um, he's, he's now up to nine goals on the year with the, the two on Sunday, which puts him on pace to surpass his career high from last year when he had 17. I know, you know, one of the questions we kind of wondered about was like, what is Trent Frederick's production going to look like if he's not on a third line that has Charlie Coyle and Taylor Hall, which, you know, was as strong of a third line as you can get really in the NHL. Um, He's continued to produce after a little bit of a slow start. He's, he's right back there and he's doing, you know, on these last couple of games, doing online with, you know, a rookie center playing his first two games, Ben Reemsdyke on his, on the left wing on, in one of the games, Danton Heinen, the second, like that's, that's not a Charlie Coyle, Taylor Hall line. That's a line that he has to help drive. And he is. And not for nothing. He's also like the only tough guy on the team right now. (laughs) I guess you could throw Lauco in there, but, but not for nothing. Like the team we've, we mentioned there was about a, like a full week where we were talking about how the Bruins needed to, you know, potentially even add physicality by making a move at the deadline. And Frederick is once Lucci obviously um, got arrested and hasn't been back with the team. Frederick kind of has been in Lauco at times as well, like has fought, but those two are the only guys that really stand up um, for the team. So to see him putting up the numbers and being, um, you know, willing to also fight for his teammates and himself uh, and be physical. It's, it's a big season. I so far this year has been great for Trent Frederick. Yeah, it's you know as as time goes on, it's um, it it is it's unfortunate from a hockey perspective that that um, you know Lucic uh, got into trouble off the ice, and obviously you know it makes sense why he's not around the team anymore. Um, but because like the his Bruins stuff is still at his locker, and it's been say there that the again. His stuff is still at his locker, and it's been there the whole time. Hmm. Um, you know when. When people say a team lacks toughness, I think it's easy to think right away to like body checking and, and fights and whatnot. Uh, there's definitely a lot more to being a tough team to play against than just that. There's uh, there's just back checking, forward checking, uh, going hard to the net. Like there's a million ways to be a tough team outside of fighting, but it definitely feels like if Lucic was there, you know, the, the Bruins aren't an overly uh, tough team as it, as it pertains to fighting and extracurricular. Um, but if Lucic was on the team and you can throw Lucic out there and Frederick out there um, as primary, uh, primary guys to, to fight if need be, and then you can have support, supporting characters after them, they actually would be a pretty tough team. Um, obviously, Lucic isn't there, so Frederick has to um, – wear that more for the team and and yeah he he's 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 just been a good player for him and he's when you watch the bruins in person i know you, you two are fortunate enough to watch them just about every game at home but for listeners if you're if you're lucky enough to get to a game at any point like frederick in person you don't realize how much space he covers um i don't know if tv does it justice like his his strides are very long and he's a he's a big body that when he's on his game he covers ice pretty quick and he caves in the guys and, and plays the body. And it's, um, you gain an appreciation for, 
for his his play out there when you see him live and in person more so than other players. Yeah, and he has he has definitely improved over the years as a defensive player to the point where he's he's one of their most reliable forwards defensively. Um and that kind of ties into like the space covered because that's what a lot when you know a couple games recently where he shifts to center, it's kind of seamless because he already does a lot of that work as a wing. Like even you watch these last two games where he's on a line where Merkulov's the center, but it's Frederick who came back deep in the defensive zone and basically played the center position defensively quite a bit. Like you would see Merkulov like higher on the zone covering a point. And that's, that's just Frederick's experience. And, you know, if he's the first guy back, he's going to take that role and not, you know, some, every forward has to, if they're the first guy back, they have to take that role to start in the defensive zone. But then usually you're looking for the switch once the actual center gets back. And I think with Frederick, you see him just take on that role until the puck's out of the zone. And like, he's not looking for Merkulov to switch with him. And, uh, and he goes out to the point, like he'll just do that work because it's, it is like second nature to him. Now he's gotten so, so good and so reliable at it. Yeah. And it, it, it does like, you, you can see how he, like I said, he kind of took ownership of the line and that's kind of just an example of him kind of making the decisions and, and um, you know, defensively, offensively. He also transitioned the puck himself for that second goal. Like he, he's been decent at just carrying through the neutral zone as well. So we've kind of touched on all like pretty much every aspect of his game that has been going well for him recently. Um, and in particular, in the last two games against New Jersey and Detroit. I do want to talk about Merkulov though, um, because he got his call up. He got two games with the Bruins um, back-to-back nights. And, you know, the, the time on ice in the first game, he got 15 minutes, but he only got eight and a half minutes in the second game on New Year's Eve uh, against Detroit. And and I know he was not getting a lot of time on ice in the third period of, of that uh, game against New Jersey at home, but, um, what have you thought of him and the usage? Uh, he hasn't got, he didn't get a chance to to show himself all that much. Um, getting, you know, kind of, kind of fewer opportunities maybe than he would have hoped. I, I liked his game so far. I, I think that there's an adjustment obviously. And I think he's trying to learn on the fly. He's, you know, everything he does at the AHL level, he has to do that much quicker at the NHL level. Um, that said, watching him against New Jersey in person and then obviously on TV against the Red Wings, he definitely doesn't seem to lack confidence. Um, and and he, he and you can see you can see his hockey IQ is 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 there. Um, so obviously he didn't score. He, he hit the post against Detroit. And um, you know, I, I'd like to see him get a continued look here. And I think that with confidence, like he'll 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 get some points for this team um if he gets a longer look um so scott feel free to jump in there and you know i think as far as like the usage goes in the third period i don't i don't love it i think if you're at the nhl level like yeah i don't it, i don't know, i don't want to drag on too long about that i don't love it I, I i think it's it can be a little bit um much at times to just like t- take players out of the rotation completely for a period i don't i don't love it but um, I, I've liked him so far. Yeah, he, he had another good chance against Detroit too, which 
actually ended up being his first NHL shot in goal because he didn't have any in the New Jersey game, but um, Lyon made a good block of save on him. And it was, I think it was Frederick who set him up and he had like a ton of time and you could tell like his, his past first instincts kicked in. He sort of like looked around and then realized like, I'm all alone in front. I have to shoot. And um, it was a good hard shot, just a good save. So I think that'll start to come more naturally, more of a shooter mentality. Um, you see that with, you know, he is, he's always had a really good shot. I remember talking to um, coach Rolick at, at Ohio state about him when the Bruins signed him. And he's like, yeah, he has a really good shot. I think he scored on like 25% of his shots in college, which is obviously not sustainable, but he was like, I wish he used it more. He's always looking to pass. And that's been something that's, you know, continued to develop and has certainly has in Providence where he's become a go-to goal scorer. So uh, if that, if he can kind of get in that mindset, at the NHL level too, that's going to be huge for him. Um, as for not, one other thing I noticed is like, he seems to always be in the right spot. Like I thought his puck support was really good. He seemed to be where his teammates needed it and, ex- and expected him to be um, as far as not playing the third period. I, it's similar to what we've talked about with Matt Potter, right? Like it's the same sort of conversation. And I, I'm on the side of like, I don't really have an issue with it. I just think coaches at all levels, you know, oftentimes shorten the bench and one goal games leading or trailing. And if you're, if you're leading, you go with your nine best defensive forwards that you trust the most. And, if you're trailing, you go with your nine best offensive forwards that you you trust to, to go and create offense. Um, again, like if if we're talking about this down the stretch in March and April, and whether it's Patra, Merkulov, Beecher, whoever, which by the way, like Beecher wasn't out there in the third period Sunday either. Um, I, I would be a little more concerned about it because I'd be like, geez, they, they've had all season to kind of grow that trust and and learn what they have to learn in these situations and either they haven't or Montgomery still doesn't trust them. Like I would have an issue with it then right now. I, you know, his first two NHL games, I, I just don't like, I think he's still learning a ton. It's still extremely valuable for him to be up here. And um, you know, you gotta, the Bruins aren't, aren't secure in the standings. Like they're still trying to win every game and get every point that they can. So um if if shortening the bench is part of that, then I don't I just don't have a big issue with it. I want to bring up two other stats too that he had in that Detroit game. He had so he had eleven shifts total, and his face off percentage was sixteen percent. <laughs> um, so yeah. that part face offs have been a struggle in both games for him for sure. Yeah, that that's definitely something that that you noticed out there. And obviously, there's a learning curve going from playing guys in the AHL. Uh, to some of the craftier centers in the NHL. Uh, it's a difference in timing. So that's to be expected. And Matt Potras had trouble with it too, adjusting as well. Um, his face-off percentage at times has has been similar. But yeah, 16% was was not very good. I know they took they put Frederick in to take draws at, at certain points as well. Um, and yeah, so th- just to bring those two things up. And I don't know if you what you guys think about um, you know, how much longer of a look is he going to get? I, I mean, I would say at least until Potra's back, um, which, you know, could be. By the, t- by the time Potra flies back and then the Bruins are going to the West Coast, like 
to me, that's probably at least an, you're looking at at least another week. Um, so, you know, whatever that comes out to three, three, four more games. And you got to see where he is from there. If he's playing really well and he's earned a spot in the lineup, then you keep going with them. And if it's, if it's going to be like this, where it's okay, he only played eight, nine, 10 minutes and there's stuff they still want him to work on and they're seeing some flaws or whatever, then, then you send him back and you, and you say, here's the bullet list of things we want you to work on. And I think that's fine, but I'm, you know, I'm definitely excited to see what he does over the next few games there. 